Welcome to the RSA Conference StoryCorps Podcasts. Please enjoy this discussion between friends and colleagues Jay Jacobs, Senior Data Scientist at BitSight Technologies, and Wade Baker, VP Innovation and Analytics at Threat Connect. Jay begins the conversation. You've started something eight, nine years ago, and I think it's safe to say that most everybody has been exposed to your work at some level. I'd like to think so. Can you, can you describe how that came about and what that work is? Sure. So Jay, Jay is referring to the data breach investigations report. It was probably 15 or so years ago. I, I became very interested in um, technology and security and sort of a blend of how, how people make decisions. Mm -hmm. um, we, we make a lot of decisions in the technology realm that are seem to be just, I don't know, gut instinct and, and things random. like that. Yeah, random. <laughs> and, we, and we make a lot of um, assumptions that things work the way they do and they just have to work that way and this is the way we do things. Yeah. Um, so, so I started just collecting data to see, see what it would learn. And I, I mean, I, it just almost became a full-time data collector. Yeah. and would just grab everything from surveys to stuff people would publish to bits of information, you know, everything. And then I started to extract bits of information from it. Around incidents, right? Yes. Breaches and things like around, that. Around data breaches and incidents. And let's just kind of see what we can learn. You know, mm -hmm. I, think, I think there's something interesting in there. And um, turned out there really was. So, so over the course of six months or a year, we decided that this could be, I think this is something worth publishing. We published the Data Breach Investigations Report in 2008. And it was a, you know, it, it hit at a time when a lot of people didn't have data and it just helped um, say that I think there's a, a way we can approach security that's a bit different. And in that first year you had, what, just under 100 breaches? Yes. And, uh, and last year's report had over 70,000, if I remember right. I think it was 150,000. I, I, I'm glad it wasn't locked away in a room and everybody ignored it. Um, it shifted the way people thought about security and, and, and what the real problems were. You know, like mm -hmm. I remember the first year we published it, I, people were irate that the data showed that insiders internal employees weren't the, the highest right. risk, you know, and, yeah. and they almost discredited the entire research I because yeah. we showed that, well, no, it looks like 80% of all incidents are external people stealing information from corporations, not, not internal employees. And people, I mean, people were yeah. angry at that. Like, oh, this is, you know, this was disproved 20 years ago. We know this is false, that right. kind of thing. And, and it's kind of fun to have those arguments, but it's also fun to challenge the, the status quo and the thinking, and that's gratifying when, when your research prompts those kinds of discussions. What about you? What was the, I mean, you had a moment you and I have enjoyed. I know we had a lot of late nights as we were working yeah. on uh, various things together, and I feel like there were a lot of eureka moments where we were really excited, like little school children, but yeah. uh, is there one that sticks out? You know, it's, it's funny that there is one, and, and talking about those late nights... The best moment from, from my time working on that research was it was about one in the morning and I was working on this and I, I created a visualization from the 2014 report that we released. All of these patterns emerged from the data and these were going across the top of this visualization. And along the side, I split out by industry. I made a, a box and I just had squares where these two, the pattern and the industry intersected. And in that square, I just created a shade for what proportion in that industry 
were in that pattern. And what I found is that there were enormous differences. Like some industries were just almost, you know, 80, 90% and, and hospitality were point of sale breaches. And uh, so there's just these huge hotspots. And that immediately said, we cannot take this one size fits all approach. And so my, my initial reaction was just tears of joy. I mean, it was so beautiful. I can't even describe how beautiful that looked at, at one in the morning sleep deprived. And so I got this package together and got it off to you so that in case I was hit by a meteor, this would live on. Do you think 20 years from now that someone would listen to this or, or look back at what we're doing and just think, wow, man, I can't believe they had to do it that way. Like, like I think about yeah. when my dad tells me about his, you know, cards and having to mess one up and then the punch like, cards. Yes. Yeah. Like I can't imagine programming like that. Yes. You know, is, do you think there will, the, the way that we sift through data and clean yeah. it up and prepare it and analyze it just fundamentally different 20 years from now? If it's not, we've severely screwed up, <laughs> right? I mean, like if you look back to the, uh, there's a brilliant story about Jon Snow and, uh, and his counterpart, I can't remember his name, but they were working on the um, uh, cholera outbreaks in London, yeah. trying to study them and published a paper. And literally he just published a table with the data points in there and just said, look at this right. table. Of course, the conclusion is this is from bad air quality. Of course, it turns out to be waterborne bacteria, and water, of course, flows downhill and, and things like that. So, but I mean, early on, if we look back at his techniques, they were completely archaic. And, uh, and I hope it's the same thing, that people look back at what we're doing now and like, what, what idiots? Like, why didn't they just apply these modern techniques we have? A lot of what we're doing right now, there's not too many people doing it, and there are a lot of people stuck in sort of that sitting around a table thinking about what to do and doing it approach, that intuitive approach. And I think what you and I promote is much more of a data-driven, let's look at what the data says, let's yeah. try to figure out what is the content, what is the, the knowledge in our environment that we can extract and learn from. Yep. We have to start from a place of ignorance. And there is a certain humility. And we have to say... I am in this incredibly complex and beautiful world, and I have no idea how it works. And, and I've found not many people are open to being wrong. Right. And you have to be able to say, wow, I was wrong. I hope that I will be thought of and remembered as having a positive change on, on this industry and the way we pursue securing information. Um, and, and I always talk about this shift from fear, uncertainty, and doubt, which I think was responsible for a lot of the things we do in the security space, to more scientific, analytical, logical, um, based on data. And if, if someone wrote about me that I helped make that shift occur, I'd be, I'd be very happy with, uh, with that being the yeah. epitaph for my career. At the end of my career, uh, I hope that we look back and, and this time is a footnote. I hope that what we do coming up is, is far greater than what we've accomplished so far. Yeah. Well, I'll be glad to help you accomplish that. Thank you for listening to this RSA Conference StoryCorps podcast. It was produced by RSA Conference with interviews recorded by StoryCorps a national nonprofit whose mission is to provide Americans of all backgrounds and beliefs with the opportunity to record, share, and preserve the stories of our lives. www.storycore.org